0: Rose boys, this is your co-host Tim Amatuli,
1: and I'm Chris Cote,
0: and today we're talking about Scandal from 1950, or as I like to call it, A Very Kurosawa Christmas.
1: Yes, oh my god, I was so excited that it took place at Christmas time, and they sang Odd Link Sign," and I was like, this is weird, but I love
0: it. I was shocked, I had no idea. This movie's a lot of things, it's a courtroom drama, it's a Christmas movie, it's about tuberculosis.
1: Yeah, yeah, it is a, a lot wrapped into one, and you'd think with all that it would have more in it. It is somehow a movie that is full of events and not full of much else.
0: (laughs) Indeed, indeed, it's yeah. So this movie is made in 1950, same year as Rashomon. It shocks me that this movie and Rashomon came out in the same year. Yes, that is wild. This is near the end of the American occupation of Japan post World War II, and this is where the Japanese free press and tabloids are starting to make a violent resurgence and kurosawa does not like them
1: yeah kurosawa not a fan of the free press
0: (laughs) i have a quote from him says this was a protest film it was directly connected with the rise of the press in japan and its habitual confusion of freedom with license personal privacy is never respected and the scandal sheets are the worst offenders so a lot of personal stuff to kurosawa in this movie with the scandals he has a general dislike for the press He says he doesn't even like to read positive reviews of his own works. (laughs) He just hates seeing his name in print.
1: Yeah, he hates the mortifying ordeal of being known.
0: But there was a scandal involving him and Hideko Takamine, the star of UMA. So boom, take that, viewers. The UMA review was relevant. UMA matters.
1: (laughs) UMA, the one that you all watched, the only one that you watched, it mattered.
0: But it's a rumor, completely false, he says, that continues to persist, despite him consistently playing it down and saying it's totally just tabloid nonsense. Even the main character, he's made the main character in this film, which we'll get into, a painter, and Kurosawa is a failed painter. (laughs) Or not necessarily failed, I actually think he's a lovely painter, but he didn't wind up being a painter as a profession. But that is kind of a part of him that has been put into the movie itself as the man behind the scandal.
1: Yeah, I used to know that and I completely forgot. And it makes sense that he was involved in a personal scandal like this himself, because otherwise, why on earth would he make this movie? (laughs) It is like (laughs) so (laughs) specific, low stakes being a crank about something that's probably not really that important to most people in Japan.
0: There's so much passion behind it, but it all really gets lost We'll get into it when we uh, start talking about Takashi Shimura.
1: <laughs> oh, I'm excited for Takashi Shimura.
0: Because <laughs> there, there is an explanation for the, why this movie is the way it is. Okay. But why don't we get into the plot and let's get into it.
1: A male painter, Ichiro Aowe, and a female singer, Miyako Saijo, become the center of a fabricated scandal when photographed together in the countryside. Aowe sues the magazine behind the story with the help of his new attorney, Odakichi Haruta. Haruta has secretly accepted a bribe to throw the case in order to buy things for his daughter, Masako, who is dying of tuberculosis. After his daughter passes away, he confesses to being bribed and Aoi and Saido win their case.
0: And if you're wondering where Christmas falls in with that plot summary, uh, it's suspiciously absent because it plays no part in the plot.
1: Yep, except it takes up like 30 minutes of runtime, just strictly Christmas scenes,
0: yeah. At least. There is a Christmas-related image burned into my memory forever. (laughs)
1: amazing i don't even know what it is offhand oh i'm shocked i will say the odd laying sign scene is charming and i loved it it was one of my favorite scenes in the movie even though it had nothing to do with the plot and well, i guess it was kurosawa talking about japan in general but plot wise it was just a way for Otakichi haruda to voice his grievances about himself it was so weird
0: yeah like in every other scene
1: <laughs> yeah like in literally every scene takashi shimura spends half this movie calling himself a worm and a scoundrel and a dog
0: this takashi shimura performance is something i truly did not expect and i love it
1: Uh, yeah (laughs) from literally the moment he walks on screen he walks in his head is like lurched forward his eyes are wide just immediately looks like the seediest like weirdest off-kilter man you've ever seen and then he acts that way for the entire movie it is an awesome role like a whole ass character
0: We've seen him play a lot of relatively similar characters, and now we're really seeing him put in some range. Yeah. He is insane, and I really, really love his character. God, I just, this is one of my absolute favorite performances I've ever seen him give.
1: Yeah, I can absolutely see that. And I think normally Takashi Shimura's characters are, like, good on the inside, but are kind of rough around the edges, whereas you could argue for most of this film, he is just bad all the way through.
0: He's good really deep inside
1: yeah (laughs) takes his daughter dying (laughs) for the goodness to be digged out but for most of the film he really just is like a seedy shitty lawyer who does scams and bets on races but he feels bad about it which i guess is his redeeming quality
0: his redeeming quality
1: guilt yeah it's catholic level guilt the entire film i loved his character i loved him from the moment he got on screen i won't say every scene with him is good but he's doing well
0: (laughs) oh certainly not I think it is an important point that the first thing that we're thinking of when we're talking about scandal is Takashi Shimura and not Toshiro Mifune, the star of this movie and what's supposed to be the main character, but ultimately winds up not being. Yeah,
1: I don't know. Within like 20 minutes of Haruda showing up in the movie, you're like, oh, this movie isn't about Ichiro Awe. This movie is about Otakichi Haruda. He is the main character, even if he's not supposed to be. You just stop seeing Awe. He just, like, recedes into the background of the film.
0: Yeah, he disappears. So the reason for this is Kurosawa actually met a man that is Otakichi Haruda. Ah. Not in the same name, but he is the same person. He is a man that Kurosawa met in a bar and drank with for a long time. The man was incredibly sad. His daughter was dying of tuberculosis. And apparently he gives this talk in the bar all the time. Oh. And Kurosawa said that his heart just bled for the dude. But that was years before making this movie. And he said that he forgot about it.
1: Oh, interesting.
0: When he was writing this character, he said that this character just came to life on the page. And he just let the pen flow and keep writing. And... He says that he really wasn't restrained and lost control. He said, quote, While I was writing the script, an entirely unexpected character began to take on more life than the main characters, and I ended up being led around by the nose by him. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the reason that as he was writing this, this character became so enamored to him that it took the story in a totally different direction, which I understand, but it's a huge problem with this movie. the main characters are really not characters they have no personality to them at all they're just people that have things happen to them they don't really do anything
1: they're just hot famous people
0: yeah they're just hot (laughs) they're hot kind of famous people like is Ichiro Aoi famous he's like a little bit famous he's like a little famous he like the guy recognized him he
1: definitely is like a public figure but like a very minor one
0: I find it so funny also that they never show us Toshiro Mifune actually painting. <laughs> oh, <yeah.
1: laughs> you see him, like, painting, but you never actually get to see the work itself because they, like, couldn't. And they
0: keep commenting on the piece. They're like, oh, those mountains aren't red. I'm like, why is he painting red mountains? What's going on?
1: They're like, this is the most beautiful painting of this mountain I've ever seen. And, like, we don't get to see it. <laughs> I'm like, you're killing me.
0: I'm like, oh, this is this must be just because Toshiro Mifune doesn't actually know how to paint, and it's just a bunch of, like, lines drawn yeah, on the canvas. There's <laughs> lots of
1: movies about painters where they just... They never show him doing the painting, or her, doing the painting at the same time. Like, they just... Oh, you see them painting to the back of a canvas and then the camera turns around and you see the painting that someone else painted. Yeah,
0: you you see like a close-up of a brush going over a nice painting that you hire a professional painter for and they just never show it.
1: It's literally the easiest thing in the world to do.
0: And it goes on the entire movie. They show one, they do that kind of trick once with a quick little sketch. Oh yeah, the sketch doesn't look very good. (laughs) But not the full painting that he's doing in the beginning, which is, I just, I found that so funny, but... I was like, is this man even a good painter? I have no idea.
1: Yeah, I was dying to see it in the beginning. I was like, come on, turn it around. I guess they just like couldn't find an art style that they wanted because he apparently had a style all his own, which is very hard to do in 1950. <laughs> and I, I think literally they just anything they found wouldn't have looked good <laughs> and they were like uh let's just let's just let the imagination take that one
0: yeah this was going to be your chance as a art history graduate to analyze toshiro mifune's paintings and now you can't
1: i know yeah i'll tell you he's probably taken a book out of matisse and sazanne if i were to guess oh he wrote that book <laughs> um but like <laughs> that's a big guess based <laughs> on his attitude no I, I was desperate to see his paintings i really wanted to like see where they fit into the like how they, you know, from an art historical perspective, look. What kind of choices Kurosawa made? Getting out of it, you just, you don't know.
0: <laughs> he made the choice to have no choice.
1: You notice the one sketch you do see; he's drawing a close-up of her face, and she's faced away as the model. <laughs> and she's
0: facing away. <laughs> 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 I was so confused. I was, I was thinking like is there a mirror that he's looking at? Why isn't nope. he just looking at her? And she's like, I pose nude for plenty of people. And I'm like, you're wearing clothes.
1: Yeah, she was like, I'm begging you to pose nude. It makes me feel so bad that you don't let me pose nude anymore. And she sees the guy in the window and freaks out as though she was posing. <laughs> yeah, <it's> just... <laughs> um, well, I mean, it was scary neither either way, but like, yeah, that's it was super funny.
0: So many weird, weird choices in the movie like that. Yeah. Oh, maybe maybe
1: Kurosawa is trying to, like, fuck with the portion of his audience that are actual artists by, like, making it <laughs> intentionally really frustrating for theirs to be like, that wouldn't, what? <laughs> no, <laughs> like, what are do you doing? <laughs> but I don't know. I have no idea. It was very odd.
0: I, I have no clue either. And truthfully, I think that the plot of this, the overall story, like, I really like the premise. We keep seeing Kurosawa tackle different topics. Now we've reached fake news. He's more topical than ever.
1: Yeah, fake news and, like, the paparazzi, <laughs> which I really didn't expect from a 1950s Japanese film, but I guess it was a problem then and there, too.
0: Yeah, but the thing is, I don't think that the scandal that they come up with is really a big deal.
1: <laughs> Two unmarried people <laughs> sleep together on their spare yeah, time. But,
0: the, but not even, but the I think the main problem is that they both shouldn't be semi-famous. I think that this story would ring a lot more true if he was, like, a pretty reserved private person, and then now his life was thrust into this weird consciousness, and he didn't want it. It, it seems, though, that this kind of thing would actually help him in some capacity.
1: Yeah, it is weird. The entire time, they're like, well, first of all, everyone's assuming that they fucked, and then they're both like, well, nah, no, but it would have been cool if we did, <laughs> like, is very clearly both their attitudes yeah. towards it.
0: <laughs> yeah, they clearly actually want to, but don't for some reason that's i
1: think that's the reason she hasn't joined the case in the first place is because he's like we have to disprove this myth and she's like okay i guess (laughs) like she's like upset about it i'm like oh okay does it have to be a myth you like have a crush on him or whatever which is fine because like it's like the literally the tamest scandal ever and maybe the point is the vapidity is like even this non-story is a scandal in today's crazy news environment but the scandal's not very gripping Two people who could, if they wanted to, maybe (laughs) slept together once on vacation and they're not married. (laughs) The fact that they weren't married really blew my mind. I was like, are you telling me they're both single and this is a scandal at all?
0: Yeah, I'm like, isn't that just normal life?
1: Yeah. (laughs) I guess just because, like, she's famous and he's hot and semi-famous. I don't know. It's nothing. Maybe he had to be there.
0: I, I don't know either. It's really unfocused in that way. That's why I was thinking maybe it had something to do with his life. I mean, maybe I guess it kind of does. The idea does, but the film as a whole kind of doesn't. Again, as as we said, Awe really drops out of the movie for a good part of it as we focus on Haruda, and they apparently are having all these law meetings and we never see any of them. Like, I couldn't believe that he actually would keep him on as his attorney because we never actually saw him prove that he could at least kind of do the thing that he's supposed to do. <laughs>
1: I don't think Aoi even had proof of that. He just was like, "This case is super easy to win. He's gonna give up the game of throwing the case." That's like what he says to the daughter, "He's like, don't worry, he'll he'll stop faking it. <laughs> like
0: he'll do it." Yeah, it's it's all it's all really weird.
1: That is definitely very messy, and I like, I I am giving this film a lot more credit than it deserves. But even that, like, it that still is just like doesn't really make any sense.
0: Before Haruda shows up. I mean, is there even really much to comment on? You know, I think Kurosawa does a cool job with this montage of we're seeing the scandal spread through Tokyo and...
1: Oh yeah, that was good. That was classic
0: Kurosawa montage. Toshiro Mifune is seen on a motorcycle this entire time, which I absolutely love. I love that he's hot and cool. And he pulls up in front of this whole wall of posters of his own face and he's so confused. We also see the people that work at Amor Publishing, and they are just the most cookie-cutter, evil newspaper men ever. (laughs)
1: Yeah, yeah, like no nuance at all. Just, ha ha ha, this will get us more publicity, smoking cigarette and just looking evil.
0: Yeah, they were like, we want them to sue us so we can report on them suing us. <laughs> 10,000 more copies. <laughs> and then they're like, and we bribed them. I'm like, why did you even bribe them? Yeah. <laughs> How much did you even have to lose from this case? <laughs> well,
1: apparently Alway was suing for a lot of money, which was like crazy.
0: <laughs> he wanted every copy. He wanted every yeah. copy of the story that had been published to be brought to him, or he wanted essentially what would it be like, tens of thousands of dollars which I mean in 1950s money yeah is a lot but today that's kind of a hilarious amount well yeah I
1: think it would have been a lot of money then but also the magazine seems to have infinite resources and like tons of money so it's confusing
0: yeah isn't it in their business model to just keep getting sued and keep paying out lawsuits
1: yeah they're like oh we deal with suits all the time we have the best lawyer in Tokyo for some reason who stepped onto our case after saying he wouldn't so yeah it would have been fine they had no reason to bribe this guy at all (laughs) (laughs)
0: Reading the Donald Ritchie book he says that honestly with the villains he's made them so black and white that he's actually doing the same thing that he's accusing them of doing and trying to vilify. Oh yeah. He has a very clear intention with this that they don't portray the full story they make stuff up but then he's doing the exact same thing. He has one kind of conflicted news character at the newspaper but he doesn't really do anything.
1: Yeah he just keeps complaining to the boss and the boss is like don't worry about it.
0: Yeah, he gives no nuance, no dimension to them. He just makes them... Even, apparently, they have, like, the dark sunglasses. And apparently, in 1950s, like, every single Japanese villain had that. So it was Oops. a shortcut to showing that they were villainous. Yeah,
1: I mean, they were caricatures. It is funny, yeah. they Apparently, he Hewitt like... These these crazy news people, they always show you only the negative. And then Kurosawa paints them as, like, these the most conniving negative news people
0: (laughs) and then he only shows the negative
1: yeah and then think about Awe, he's not really particularly morally complicated character either like he's just
0: he's not really a character at all
1: yeah and like i don't i'm not mad (laughs) that the movie suddenly switches to Haruda because he's obviously the more interesting character
0: oh yes i just wish that we were focusing on him the entire time i
1: well i read the criterion collection description which was like this movie's about a scandal and then he gets a lawyer and the lawyer's playing both sides so I, like, knew the lore was going to be important. And, like, you see the opening, you're like, oh, this is about the scandal. And I, I, like, I don't mind movies that switch characters. Some movies just do that. Like, I don't know. No Country for Old Men does that in a crazy way. And it's, like, this crazy modernist, or, I guess, postmodern, like, move. But they do it well and it's fine. It's, like, a little less well done in this film. But, I, like, whatever. Because if we saw Huru in the beginning, it would have been like, what's he doing here?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it, it just it just makes it feel unfocused and undisciplined i agree i think that comes from a few things though we've seen him balance a lot of characters there is a way to keep everything interesting i don't think a part of the movie should be boring and unfortunately a lot of it is
1: yeah i think parts are boring not because like i don't know it can be boring outside of switching from awe to haruda but yeah definitely the film could have been just like tighter and shorter and better paced all around
0: the film is a little bit more bifurcated, which honestly isn't entirely out of character for Kurosawa. We're going to see that a lot more, especially in High and Low is a film that really is a bisected film. It's not totally out of Kurosawa's wheelhouse. I just don't think it's done with a lot of tact.
1: Yeah, no, definitely like you can do that. And he did it, but he didn't do it very well, I think is the takeaway. <laughs> like
0: I don't feel like there's too much to really comment on before Haruda shows up. But when he does, oh boy. I hadn't read the description that said that it was a lawyer playing both sides, but I can't think of any time a lawyer shows up on their own accord and they don't have a secret agenda where they're playing both sides.
1: shows up so. looking and sounding like the slimiest person on earth, and the other character's like, wow, look at that fucking creep.
0: Does he have a Hitler mustache?
1: A, a little. I think he just has a <laughs> he, bad mustache. He
0: kind of has a yeah, Hitler mustache. Yeah,
1: I noticed mustache. that in like one or two scenes I was like, wait a minute. Why is the only hair, like, in the middle of his lip?
0: <laughs> it's like there's mostly hair only in the middle of his lip, but there's a little bit that's snaking out. I don't really know. It's a, a really... It's it's just another aspect of the character. I'm sure that wasn't an important visual thing at the time. <laughs> I also think he has a box spring loaded into his skull because his hat is always flying off.
1: Yeah. His hat's always flying off. His, like, neck is, like, fucked permanently. <laughs> like He's always forward.
0: Yeah, he looks like Kingpin in Spider-Verse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he does god it was so weird i did like that that little touch to it though because kurosawa was good with identifying character actions with characters so he's constantly losing his hat and picking it up ichiro i always constantly scratching the right side of his head or like ripping off his hat
1: yeah playing with his cool hair
0: so we get some quick identifying things if we can't identify two of the easiest to identify kurosawa actors in a story that's only about them
1: yeah and like the, the eighth movie in a row <laughs> <laughs> that they're the two main characters
0: <laughs> something like that i've i've lost track
1: yeah it feels like that, at least miyako Saijo, on the other hand uh she's just hot
0: is just hot and not really in this yeah which is, is truthfully he like is almost commenting on misogyny with magazine coverage and stuff about you know women's relationships and everything but i don't feel like we see like a real different impact on their lives that's the thing right it's supposed to
1: be negatively impacting their lives, and it kind of, like, the most it does is, like, little girls ask Awe for an autograph saying, love on the motorcycle.
0: <laughs> I love that. Like,
1: and, he, and he hates it. <laughs> but, like, okay, that's not a big deal. But now he can't, you know, run his thing. Like, it seems like it's an extremely minor impact that they're both blowing out of proportion.
0: It's weird. I, I, that's the only way I really know how to put it. So much of this film, I'm so close to clicking with it. But there's just a degree of separation where I'm like, this just doesn't feel like enough or I just don't know where it's going.
1: Yeah, there's something off.
0: By the time that we're hitting Christmas music, my jaw hits the floor. And you, you, you know what is the moment that it does that is... Toshiro mifune driving a motorcycle towards the camera on the road with an entire christmas tree strapped on the back of it he is dead panned on his just look on his face and it's like a minute long shot just blasting christmas music and that is for nothing else i I don't i already don't remember a lot about this movie but i will never forget that image
1: all of the christmas stuff unironically rules it's the only good stuff in the movie (laughs) (laughs) I loved every single scene involving Christmas in any way, like, 100%. I love the Christmas scene. I love the oddling sign scene. I love just, like, people in the street saying, like, Merry Christmas and, like, roughly handing him something that he didn't want. I love like, the two of them drunk looking <laughs> at the stars. The three stars. different
0: instances of them yeah. singing Silent Night in Japanese.
1: Yeah, she sings Silent Night, they sing Oddling Sign, which is, like, a New Year's thing, but they're doing it on Christmas Day for, like, no reason.
0: <laughs> it's new. It's, it's
1: Yeah, I was like, why do they even know this song? This is like a Scottish New Year tradition
0: that's yeah, uh, American occupation
1: yeah I guess so I was like wow globalization's really taken off in 1949
0: we call it colonialism
1: all the Christmas stuff I was like is this a commentary on how Japan's getting westernized I think it is
0: I think so because I can't think of any other reason why anything revolving Christmas is in the movie
1: I guess yeah I mean I, I assume were they celebrating at that time they wouldn't have made all that up like that must be what was actually happening in Japan
0: at the time. When he was delivering that Christmas tree, he's driving around a pond. Was this the same backlot from Drunken Angel? I think it was.
1: I immediately thought, this is the pond from Drunken Angel. It, like, was too clean, but I guess they could have just dirtied it up for Drunken Angel.
0: Oh, uh, yeah. I, I I would hope that that actual pond doesn't look as terrible as it looks in Drunken Angel.
1: Yeah, I definitely noticed. I was like, this pond is like the exact same size and shape of the one from Drunken Angel. But like, it looked a little different. I was unsure.
0: I think it's the same backlot. Going to another person with tuberculosis, I'm like, oh, that pond is still taking people out.
1: Yeah, that pond's a festering <laughs> swamp. Yeah, the little girl Tuberculosis is the angel figure. who's an angel in every way with her awful father.
0: You know what is maybe my favorite little character touch in this whole movie is when Toshiro Mifune first shows up at Hiruta's house and he's told to come in through the back door and there's a sign that says, beware of dog. And he walks in and he sees Masako and she's like, the dog died three years ago, but we keep the sign up to keep burglars out. I'm like... That's actually a really cool little character touch that tells us a good amount about who Haruta is, where he's not quite doing it right, but there's a weird method to his madness. He's just a strange man, and it makes sense for him.
1: Yeah, I was like, that's telling us something. I don't know what it's telling us, but I liked it. It was cool. It's like, oh, that's clever, and uh, (laughs) he's not a
0: liar, but he's not telling the truth. (laughs) I think that is, yeah, what it is. Like, there was a dog. (laughs) there was a daughter oh god
1: (laughs) you know what I actually thought I thought at some point during the film I thought that the daughter was going to be faking the tuberculosis and he was doing this (laughs) to get I was like fully convinced that was going to happen because this guy was so seedy and fucked up and like you know Mifune was investigating him and I was like oh he found the perfect thing to find to make him trust this man a, a dying daughter but then no it was true she had tuberculosis and she dies
0: wow i actually love that idea that would have been so cool
1: i i forget what point there's a point of, oh when the wife says that she has a fever i was like oh she's actually sick
0: <laughs> yes yeah, she didn't have a fever before when she was dying of tuberculosis for five years
1: the dad isn't just like hey honey stay home all day and look sick for my clients to <laughs> i thought he was like a mega slime ball but no he is a complicated troubled figure which i guess is more interesting but <laughs> man
0: Everything with that, I should have seen the Christmas movie coming when we got introduced to Misako, the sappiest Japanese child in history.
1: I think, like, almost literally Tiny Tim from A Christmas Carol. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Boy, when they have that one scene where she's just giving what's supposed to be, like, this inspirational monologue, and the music is swelling, and I'm like, I cannot believe what I am listening to. This is so, just, ugh super generic and it's so preachy and it's not landing and I don't know why it's happening and I don't know how Kurosawa went from stray dog to this to Rashomon.
1: I don't know. Maybe like the whole thing is a bit.
0: I don't know. This is just his Capra inspiration I guess. He must have just been watching It's a Wonderful Life a bunch of times.
1: Yeah, it was very Capra. I've only seen one Capra movie and it wasn't that one. <laughs> I've only seen Mr Smith goes to Washington and I was still like, this is like a Capra film. <laughs> like what's going on here?
0: Well hey that's that's relevant too because we're gonna wind up in the courtroom <laughs> The only courtroom scene that Kurosawa ever does, which oh. is surprising, with his pension for writing all this dialogue and stuff.
1: Yeah, it seems like something he would like. I mean it's it, eh, it's all right. By it's by its nature, like just a bad premise for a courtroom drama because the premise is the lawyer's throwing it, so he just doesn't say anything the entire time. So we kept seeing him just be like <laughs> yeah, uh. We
0: we don't see a lot of it.
1: <laughs> yeah, you see like a lot of the I like the newspaper thing that's very He was like imitating Hollywood. Like on purpose, like reflexively.
0: Yeah. Maybe
1: that, maybe that was commentary on the way the West is influencing Japan. I don't know. Mm,
0: or maybe it's just... Maybe he
1: just phoned it in. Not great. <laughs> well, also, there's... This is made by a different production company. It wasn't by Toho, right? I, I noticed that right away. It's like, if this is no longer Toho, maybe that's like the accounts for some of the weirdness.
0: Yeah, this was made at Shochiku, not Toho. But I think that the Drunken Angel backlot is a Toho backlot. So, not really sure how... They access that unless he's pulling strings with old friends at Toho, but at, at this point, there's still a lot of internal strife going on there with all the different protests and strikes.
1: But Toho is like the big studio that does all his big wild films at You
0: know, he's writing about it in his autobiography, that that's where he's most comfortable, it's where he grew up, and even though he'll venture far, he always wants to return there because that's where he is him. That's what made him, and he never wants to forget that. The last couple, yeah, we've seen, like, he went to Daiei for The Quiet Duel, and now he's here at Sochiku. Yeah, I was
1: gonna say, like A Quiet Duel, like, it felt different. And I think part of it might just be, when you work at a different studio, things just feel different.
0: Yeah, having different resources available to you. Yeah. We're talking about this movie, and I think we're dogging it more than a lot of Kurosawa's other movies. And because I do think it is one of the weakest that we've seen. But he also acknowledges that this movie didn't come out great, which you know, I, I, I like when he can be kind of straightforward with it. Yeah, at the time that he wrote the autobiography, he said, I would have loved to make another movie like Scandal because I could probably make a much more powerful one than I did here. Oh, he definitely could, yeah. He acknowledged how the Hiruda character kind of turned the movie in a totally different direction and that it just wasn't as good as he wanted it to be. He didn't really accomplish everything he set out for. He says all of his fears about the press and tabloids and scandals have come true because everything that he was trying to warn about only got worse. You know, it's funny. I was thinking I was
1: like, this movie feels like uh, like the perfect movie for like 2005 or something like a scandal was still a thing in America for a very long time, and then like in the last five years, it just like has stopped mattering.
0: Yeah, it's it's every day.
1: Yeah, now it's just like yeah, everything scandals happens and no one gives a shit. So like I was like, oh, it's interesting. Like this is I like it probably at the beginning of that kind of paparazzi scandal culture, and that goes for a really long time and it is a big deal for a long. Time. It was a huge deal in the nineties. It was a huge deal in two thousands. Then like recently, only very recently, history has it kind of just like we've gone past it where very few scandals like that matter at all
0: which is an issue
1: (laughs) the scandals kind of rely on there being this public perception of things like a publicly agreed upon decorum publicly agreed upon whatever
0: a publicly agreed upon notion of good
1: yeah which i guess is not having sex with other unmarried people (laughs) um yeah it was the tamest scandal It,
0: it wasn't even like the scandal was that it was out of wedlock it was just the fact that they were famous
1: yeah it was that they were famous and like they didn't have sex but they were said that they did so like it was libel the least damaging libel ever.
0: I liked when the paparazzi guys were also commenting that the towels were perfectly placed on the balcony. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah. a prop guy. Oh, it's like, the prop guy did it. I'm like, oh, the prop guy did do it. Yeah. Yeah, that
1: whole thing. There was like a, a lot of stuff at the beginning where I was like, oh, this is like self-reflexive. They're like talking about filmmaking right now for some reason. I don't know why. And then like it went away. It's not mattering.
0: There's this back and forth with Haruda and the bribery people from Amore Publishing and eventually, kind of throws the case. Their witnesses never show up, and then they finally secure these weird hillbilly guys from the mountain that Ichiro Awe was painting on at the very beginning. And they don't even know what a courtroom is. They don't know proper etiquette. I they like definitely don't know how to read. Yeah, they, oh, they're definitely illiterate. They're looking at like they
1: don't say it, and I was surprised they didn't. But they, they're like, <laughs> they ask, "Can you read the oath?" Then he looks around instead of saying, "I can't read," he just says, "What's the oath?" <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Oh yeah." interesting that was some weird commentary about like modern advancing japan versus rural whatever i was like i guess that's a theme
0: it's another idea in this movie that isn't really fleshed out
1: yeah that doesn't go anywhere another idea i noticed was when they were looking in the drunken angel sewer pond and then they see the stars. He's like, "Wow, look at that stars! Like something perfect and beautiful in nature here in this shitty town, like <laughs> this filthy town." And I was like, "Oh, that's like an interesting like. I think it's a theme Kurosawa likes a lot is purity of nature versus like the filth of humanity. Certainly. And and then like it doesn't come up again. But like right there, I was like, "Oh,
0: look at that." Another overriding theme in a lot of Kurosawa movies that we've talked about a little bit before, that the Donald Ritchie book talks about a lot, is illusion versus reality. And this movie is probably the best distillation of that, where the illusion is the scandal and the reality is the trial. He's kind of literalized this overarching idea in a lot of movies. We're going to see it brought home a lot harder in Rashomon next week.
1: Yeah, which is this movie if it took place in (laughs) ancient times.
0: He says in the book that here he's talking about the truth of a specific incident. But in Rashomon, he's talking about truth as a whole. Truth in the world, in the universe, and in morality. Yeah, objective, subjective reality. It's just a melting pot. It, It is a drunken angel sewage pit of ideas that don't really result in anything that's super appetizing
1: a lot of factors tie into that i think the fact that it is based on basically just a petty personal grievance from his own life
0: this movie is a kurosawa subtweet
1: yeah literally (laughs) and then like he even says so he's like yeah this is a protest film because i'm mad at the modern culture for being bad to me (laughs) it's like a rich famous people problems movie
0: yeah, and, and that's why I think Ichiro would have been a lot better if he was an ordinary man that didn't want any spotlight, and then all of a sudden his entire personal life is on display and he hates it. The stakes just don't feel very high.
1: Why would he even be in the news if he didn't matter?
0: Because they make the story about that.
1: It would have to be a different scandal.
0: Yeah, I think that's a good idea.
1: It would have to be like a false accusation of murder or something. <laughs> like He's bad at the vapidity of like how vapid the scandal is, and like the only reason that scandal is anything at all is because they're famous. I...
0: Because they make it that way.
1: You just want like a movie about like a, an anatomy of a murder or something like that.
0: No, I, I think that there's a way to make that exact story interesting in the way that I'm just a regular dude and they've manufactured this entire false persona of me and I want to be rid of it, but now it's what everyone knows me as. There's a lot in that idea that can be mined, but I just don't think we really touch it.
1: I don't know. I don't think you can like, I think if he's not famous, he just, that's not how like news works, but I guess like, I don't know, like balloon boy or something.
0: Yeah, it's just the manufactured quality of cheap headline-grabbing entertainment.
1: Yeah. I don't know. There definitely could have been something to raise the stakes other than, like, they at least could have been fucking married. Like, why aren't they married? <laughs> like, I was like, this is so, like, they literally want to have had sex. He literally says, unfortunately, um, I did not sleep with that woman. Like, <laughs> He says that to the camera. He's posing with the pipe, which is adorable.
0: He's always smoking that pipe. I love it. But yeah, so the the final trial, you know, we the audience are judge and jury as well with everything that we're watching. We see it all play out after Eruda's <laughs> daughter bites the dust, passes
1: away due to an unfortunate illness.
0: <laughs> he confesses to being bribed and he pulls out the check and they're like, "Do you want to submit this for evidence?" It's like, "Do you have a choice when you pull out the bribery check?"
1: Yeah. <laughs> and then one who has to be like,
0: "Yeah." Um, yes, I would like the notion of my own lawyer being bribed by the defendant to be investigated. Yeah,
1: I believe it's relevant to the case.
0: And then they just instantly rule that, yeah, You okay, you win. Yeah, case adjourned, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, is that even justice for the crime that he's accusing them of? That's justice for a different crime, but that isn't even, like, the libel case.
1: <laughs> I don't know, it kind of just ends. To understand that, you have to understand what the problem was with the case in the first place, which happens in the scene before when they pull the witnesses, the hillbillies, and the opposing lawyer, like the professional lawyer, is like, ah, but you didn't have witnesses earlier. And everyone's like, oh shit, the case is over.
0: Yeah, why didn't you have witnesses earlier? He's like, oh, this clearly proves that we were wrong. Why didn't you do this before? And it's like, because I was bribed. What? Yeah,
1: so I didn't understand the you didn't do this before thing. I don't know. I think they were trying to, like, disclaim the case in like, a process thing. Which is weird.
0: Trying to get him on the technicality.
1: Yeah, and I guess that's how the case was immediately overruled. <laughs> as soon as he was like, oh no, the technicality was, they bribed me, and they're like, alright, well, case adjourned.
0: You couldn't see that this down-on-his-luck man who has nothing to live for would potentially flip?
1: He wins the case, like, unanimously, no issue. Does that mean he gets tens of thousands of yen, or does he get all the issues back? <laughs> Don't talk about that at all. I have no
0: idea, and then he's still reporting to the press.
1: Yeah, it's they're, yeah, they're sitting there, and she's still silent. He's like, you know, the only thing better than winning this case is to see, like, a good man be made. And I'm like, okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, because he talks about the metaphor of the star, star. being born in the sky. Which and... I thought was his
1: dead daughter, but now it's him. I thought it was, too. I thought it was, too, but then he, like, it's a reasonable <laughs> assumption. And then after he's like, yeah, star was born in the sky when that man stopped being a piece of shit. I'm like, oh. Because his daughter died. So is the star, like, does him being good make his daughter a star in the sky? Or is Takashi Shimura the star in the sky? <laughs> doesn't doesn't make any sense. I have no idea. Yeah, mixed metaphor. I don't know. I like them being drunk looking at the stars in the pond. I thought that was sweet. <laughs> I thought him saying Merry Christmas to everyone, Merry Christmas everybody, and then passing out. It was cute. But other than that, it was fine.
0: Why don't we uh, talk about our favorite shots then?
1: We had just seen Stray Dog last week. Stray Dog was, like, crazy. <laughs> visually visually it was like every scene was a montage there was all these crazy angles and camera work and it was all nuts this one was like very plain in comparison one of the only times the camera like really kind of got me and grabbed me was uh in the bar scene my favorite scene in the movie (laughs) even though it's not good it doesn't make any sense when Takashi Shimura finally stands up and is saying like that's a fact that will be better next year and then he like walks over to sing with him and the camera which has been still the entire scene suddenly like moves and follows him I was like, whoa, 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 whoa! what's going on? Like, the camera's following him through the bar, like on the back of his head, and, like a crazy. Yeah, I literally was like, whoa. Uh, I really liked it. That like finally grabbed me into the scene where I was really kind of losing attention because it's just these like drunk old guys making false promises to themselves. <laughs> I picked the shot where it's the camera's right behind his head as he's like walking through the bar. More again, like a Hollywood thing you might see. But uh, yeah, it was just a nice little shot that like, kind of jolted me. I was like, oh, hey, look at that it's a movie with camera work and they can do fun things
0: I didn't notice too much movement I think the movie is well shot there's still the use of you know wind especially when Hiruda enters the house and it sends like an apocalyptic gust of wind in
1: and it's like the hateful eight thing where the second the door opens like the entire building (laughs) shut that
0: door I think it was well shot but I didn't notice too much movement in it yeah which is like fine but like the little moment I was like oh whoa (laughs) <laughs> Look at that. There was a ton of movement in my shot, which I kind of already showed my hand, but Toshiro <laughs> Mufune driving toward the camera oh, for yeah. like a minute straight with Christmas music playing as he has a Christmas tree on the back of his motorcycle blew my mind. Totally insane. It ruled. I don't think that there's anything more that I need to say about it than that. I'm not saying this is my favorite shot for any real good academic film scholarly reason. It just made me laugh and God, that is the Christmas I'm looking for. That is a very Kurosawa Christmas right there.
1: Yeah, yeah, I want Joshua Mufune to be my president of the tree.
0: And uh dare I say, he do be looking pretty hot in this movie.
1: Oh, are you talking about the Jashiro Mufune hotness?
0: I might be. <laughs> Man's riding a motorcycle, looking good. His hair doesn't look that great all the time, though. And also, he looks pretty sad, but he is painting.
1: Yeah, I thought he was very hot, <laughs> which he always is. But I, I actually, okay. So in previous movies, he's just, like, a guy who, like, has struggles and does things. But in this movie, like, all he does is be hot. Like, that's his role in this movie is to be, like, a hot kind of famous guy who paints. Like, he doesn't have anything more to him besides the fact that he's just kind of, like, good looking. <laughs> and I loved it. I was like, alright, cool. He's just, like, just a hot guy. That's his whole personality. Hell yeah. And I thought a role. I really liked him in the apron. I thought that was adorable. I thought he looked you know, <laughs> good the whole time.
0: I give him a 9.5. I'll meet you right there. I give him a 9.6.
1: Hell Yeah. Keep it up to Shiro Mifune, you handsome devil.
0: And we are going to see him be sweaty and shirtless in the next one. <laughs> but let's wrap up here with Scandal. I liked a lot of the
1: scenes, but it definitely doesn't really come together to be much. Like, once in a while, I was like, oh, a theme. And it doesn't get developed. Everyone's in a while, I was like, oh, I love that scene. And it didn't matter. So whatever. It was competent, I guess. Three out of five.
0: Yeah, I, I, I feel that. I think we've said our piece on this. It is just so many ideas that almost work, but don't. But I feel like it's so unfocused. And it just doesn't feel the same quality of picture that we've been getting for weeks on end. Yeah. I I think of all of his post war films so far, I think this is the weakest one that he's made.
1: Yeah, I definitely think so.
0: It's such a shame. and And again, I can't believe that this came out the same year as Rashomon. Yeah, I'm gonna give this one a five out of 10 or a two and a half stars out of five stars or two stars out of four stars for whatever review cycle you want to listen to
1: <laughs> amen i'm a big proponent of the four star system if you want to talk to me about that find me on social
0: media. five star system all the way yeah the four star system is the best we're gonna have 10 which is nuts i edit all the podcasts and i can tell you that you've reviewed it out of 10 on several episodes i will never say so my reading wrecked, out of 10 again
1: get fucked i hate
0: that i have the editing power and you know what i'm not changing it
1: fine but you better include <laughs> in this episode that you do that <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right and then yeah so next week we are hitting rashomon The big this one is a big one i am nervous i have so much reading to do
1: this is the turning 21 of <laughs> kurosawa cinematography <laughs> i'm excited and the only one that i've seen before but i'm excited to see it again in new context
0: yes you are finally going to have a kurosawa rewatch Yeah, um, that's a new experience for you. We'll see. Join us next time for Rashomon, or maybe the first episode that someone will be listening to, most likely. Probably. Probably the only
1: episode anyone will listen to.
0: It's my theory. I don't know how to check podcast analytics. Someone please teach me. Someone
1: who's good at podcasts, please help. These are uh, (laughs) Senshiro's boys, signing off.